Hey, welcome to the Press On Podcast. My name is Justin. You are joining us for yet another episode. I'm so glad you are here. This is episode 95, and I hope you're you're riding along this journey with us each and every week. Uh, we have a podcast right here, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you listen to your favorite podcast, most likely we are there. So make sure you join us, subscribe, and listen every single week as we dive into scripture. We also have a YouTube channel. We try to put out a video most Fridays. Uh, As the summer goes on, the schedule will get a little bit more crazy um, as we are pressing on towards our 100th podcast episode. It is crazy that we are nearing that 100 mark, but that's where we're at. August 2nd will be our 100th episode, but before we get to episode 100, we have to get into episode 95 today. This is part 11 of our study in the book of John. We are finally starting chapter 3, and I want to take a look at the first 15 verses in John 3. So we're going to stop right before John 3.16. That's a verse that a lot of people know, one of the most popular Bible verses of all times. And next week, we're going to take a look at that, maybe look at it a little bit different uh, than what we just know on surface level of John 3.16. But but for today, let's dive in to John chapter 3, the first 15 verses. Now, remember last week, we talked about that little bridge section that introduces section or chapter three. Um, and I'm just going to go back and read the last verse of chapter 25. It says, and needed no one to bear witness about man for he himself being Jesus knew what was in man. Jesus knows everyone. He knows what's in man. And then the very next line, John goes and says, now there was a man. And so he's bridging that gap. Like I said last week, that, 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 Jesus knows all people. He knew the people in chapter 2, and then we're about to see how Jesus knows Nicodemus. He's going to know the Samaritan woman at the well um, in chapter 4, but but Jesus knows man. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night, and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly. Now, side note, pay attention to the truly, truly's. Remember, only in the Gospel of John is this this phrase used, and it's used in significant moments. And right here in the section that we're reading today, we see these words three times. Now, remember, numbers play a significant role. So when you notice something repeated, it's important. So Jesus answers him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly. I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, 
Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and we bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And right here, that last part, the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. This is going to be yet another bridge into that famous passage of John 3.16. Now, we could go a lot of different directions talking about this conversation with Nicodemus and being born again, being born of the Spirit. Um, There's a lot of different things to talk about here. Um, But one thing I just want to ask about is this. The question is, is why did Nicodemus choose to go to Jesus at night? There's a a couple of reasons that it could be. John doesn't really tell us, uh, but but maybe Nicodemus was scared of what other people would think if if they knew Nicodemus was going to talk to Jesus about these things. Uh, back in, in those days, nighttime was a normal time for visits. So, so maybe just for Nicodemus, this was a natural time to go to Jesus. Um, nighttime is also a time of, of quietness, of where everything is settling down. And so maybe Nicodemus also knew that, that he would get one-on-one, uninterrupted time with Jesus. We don't know what it is. But it is important to know that in the book of John, there's this, I don't know, I don't know how to word it. There's like a sinister spirit, maybe. Um, there's just this ominous presence when night is talked about. For instance, chapter 9, verse 4, it says this, We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. Eleven, Chapter 11, verse 10, uh, it says this, but if anyone walks in the night, he humble, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Chapter 13, verse 30, it says, So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. And that was, and that was being Jesus, or Judas going out uh, when it was nighttime. And then finally, in, in chapter 19, verse 39, Jesus had had been buried, and it says this, Nicodemus, speaking speaking of Nicodemus, Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. And and so there's this mention of night, but it's often the darkness that that, that people stumble in, the darkness that, that, that betrayal happens. And so and so I don't know if it's significant that Nicodemus went to Jesus at night, but, but it is always important to be thinking about some of these things. Now, whether Nicodemus had gone at night or in the day, we know that, that Nicodemus knows that Jesus is a good teacher. He says, he says that. He says, we know that you are a teacher come from God because no one can do these signs unless God is truly with them. So, so Nicodemus acknowledges who Jesus is. But he also senses that there's more to Jesus than what the rest of the Pharisees are giving him credit for. And that longing, that nagging at Nicodemus about who Jesus really is, sends him to to go seek out Jesus. 
And Nicodemus puts the work in to figure out who Jesus is. He, he puts in the work to figure out his faith. And, and we see that that faith sticks with Nicodemus or Nicodemus wouldn't show up at the end of Jesus's life when, when Jesus is buried. Um, if Nicodemus just continued believing that Jesus was just a good teacher. Um, but, but Nicodemus put in the work. And this is really where I want to stick with today is, is how much work are you putting into your faith? Now, now don't get me wrong here. We're not saved by our works. We're, we're, not, um, we're not saved by what we do because we are saved by the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus. In fact, in this very section, uh, Jesus says that the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not where it comes from or where it goes. So it is everyone who is born of the Spirit. And that idea of the wind and the Spirit, um, it's actually the same Greek word, pneuma, um, but, but both of those, man controls neither of them. It is God who, who does the work. It is the spirit that, that moves. And so, so we are not saved by our works, but, but works are an important thing. Uh, we, we, we can't have a faith without works. Faith, with, faith without works is, is dead, is what James says in his book. And so... A lot of times, I think a lot of times, we, we want to live off the faith of other people. We want to live off of what our pastors tell us or what our parents has taught us as kids. And, and we don't put in the effort ourselves. And it's one reason I, I wanted to make some videos on YouTube about how, how to study Scripture. Because it's things that we don't often think about because sometimes we just go to church and the pastor says this. And so we just take it for what it is. But sometimes when you dig into Scripture, like we do each and every week, you start to learn things. You start to see things that, that, that stick out that have never stuck out before. Like we're going to see next week in John 3.16. And it's these moments where we're putting in the work each and every day to, to grow our faith, to, to, to make it come alive. I think there's beauty in seeking out and putting in the effort. Nobody wants a relationship with somebody that that other person isn't putting any effort in. And, and though God longs for a relationship with us, sometimes we have to realize that that relationship has to be a two-way street. And, and God's put in a lot of effort to save us. And it's our turn to put on our share of the effort and want to grow daily with Him. It's hard. It's tough. And that's why we created this podcast. So that that you have some encouragement each and every day to just keep pressing on. Hey, I can't wait to see you next week, but until then, adios.